Jai Jai Si Chitana Jaya Nityananda Jaya Rita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare um, Today I'm going to do a very uh, general and in a way uh, mostly spontaneous um, discussion on the topic why the Chaitanya Charitamrita? I've been giving lectures now for four months on the Chaitanya Charitamrita. I'm giving so much emphasis on the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Why this emphasis on the Chaitanya Charitamrita? Hmm. Well, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is is of course the most magnanimous, the most merciful incarnation of the Lord. And, and there it begins because Vrindavan is a beautiful reality. When we're hearing about Radha and Krishna and the gopis and all their amazing pastimes, and it is all based on pure love and it's inconceivable. How can one understand that the gopis are just uh, always thinking of Krishna's happiness and have no, no self-interest whatsoever. Uh, it's very difficult for us uh, to rise above this. So uh, the Chaitanya Charitamrita is, is dealing with the Supreme Lord who's appearing in the middle of the world. Krishna appeared 5,000 years ago in the village of Vrindavan and is displaying his eternal activities. Uh, Lord Chaitanya is just right there in the middle of this, this world as it exists in his time, but which is certainly not Krishna conscious. Um, it is a degraded Vedic culture. And that degraded Vedic culture is still steep in all kinds of tradition, but it has lost the focus on Krishna. And, uh, and rather it has made uh, Brahminical culture and standards as, uh, as very, very important. Um, and the following of rules and ritual for the sake of attaining auspiciousness. So it's made the ritual more important than, than the actual Objective, uh, Krishna, the Supreme Lord. The objective is to live a happy material life. And so on. Um, just like in Jagannath Puri, we see that the burning ground is called Swargadwar, which means the gates to heaven. So that's, that's then the goal, to go to heaven. Golokadwar would have been better. Uh, the gates to Goluka. Yes, I, I uh, put down a few points just to uh, to get myself uh, uh, started in this lecture. Um, but uh, and that is that we're here in this world, and we're here, and uh, we all have been uh, given an identity by our families and uh, we've been educated in a certain way to eat, to sit, to sleep, to this and that, to speak, all in, in a certain way. So, but basically the whatever we got from our family, there was a bankruptcy. Uh, there was a bankruptcy in terms of, of happiness. So therefore, the identity that we received from our family led to a bankruptcy. Now we are looking for a new identity and we've been looking for that identity. Uh, and then uh, 
Lord Chaitanya's movement, or the Chait which is which we read about in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, provides us with that identity. It provides role models, provides examples of of people who can uh, can uh, who live in the world, but who dedicate everything to Krishna. Um, so that is very, very uh, important. How to, how, to, how to live in this world. Um, we're not in Vrindavan. We're not now with Krishna and the gopis. Oh. There is a movie, Oh My God. And it's about a man who has a, uh, a store a store and he's selling mortis and in the beginning and it's in Mumbai and in the beginning he's selling these mortis and then he has this deity of Krishna and there's this man and he's looking around and he's looking at different deities and then his eye falls on this deity of Krishna so the salesman says oh oh I cannot sell that deity oh no 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 no, that deity is special. Oh, the man says, yes, 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 I can see. He says, you see, this deity has been given to me by one sadhu. And the sadhu said that I cannot sell the deity. He said, well, he said, I can only, only give the deity to someone, to someone who can actually hear. Krishna playing his flute. Then he says to the man, so can you hear? So the man is going close to the deity. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, I'm hearing. I'm hearing. And, uh, and he buys the deity for a, a very big price, you know this amazing, special, unique deity that was given by a sadhu. And then that, uh, and then when the man is gone, he goes to the back, uh, the salesman goes to the back and takes another, uh, another deity from the storeroom and puts it in the shop. Uh, identical deity. Hmm. Anyhow, so, yes, who can hear Krishna playing his flute? Uh, who can actually hear the, the reality of Vrindavan? So, although we hear about Krishna and his pastimes in Vrindavan, in one sense, it's far away. We cannot see, we cannot hear, we are not perceiving. But Lord Chaitanya is down here on the ground. Um, Lord Chaitanya is... He gives us the highest reality of Vrindavan, but he takes the spirit of Vrindavan and then applies it to our life here. The spirit of Vrindavan is simply to always glorify Krishna, to always remember Krishna, to never forget him for a moment. And that is basically what Lord Chaitanya is doing. Uh, just simply always glorify Krishna, always remember Krishna, never forget Krishna. Everything you do, connect it with Krishna. Anything we use from this world, use it in Krishna's service. And in this way, uh, anything in the material world is becoming transcendental. Nirbandha, Krishna, Sambandha, Yukta, Vairagya, Ujjate. So Lord Chaitanya is is showing this this yukta vairagya we are the vairagya the, re, the renunciation and the yukta the connection the combination of connecting and renouncing and we renounce enjoying things for ourselves and we connect by using things in the service of krishna so that's what it's all about um so we are uh, We are simply uh, going forward. Um, 
simply going forward in, in this mood of connecting everything with Krishna. So Lord Chaitanya, he brings a complete, a complete uh, dedication. Um, 24 hours, every moment, every minute, systematically connect everything with Krishna. Um, so then there's a whole sadhana given. Um, and that Rupa Goswami provides and Sanatan Goswami. They both provide in the uh, Bhakti Rasamrita in Hari Bhakti Vilas. Um, so many things are described there. Um, and we see also displayed in, um, in Lord Chaitanya's uh, interactions, for example, Ekadasi and following, and the importance of following Ekadasi and so on. And as part of a, a culture of um, awakening, awakening remembrance of Krishna, every moment connected with Krishna. Lord Chaitanya is, is acting as a devotee. And so is Lord Nichananda. And so is Advaita Acharya, Bhaktarupa Lord Chaitanya, Bhaktiswarupa Lord Chananda, Bhakta Avatar Lord Chaitanya, uh, uh, Lord, Lord uh, not Lord Chaitanya, Advaita Acharya, uh, and Bhakti Shakti, Gadadhar, and the Bhakta, the devotee, uh, Lord, uh, yeah, Lord, uh, not Lord, sorry, I'm getting distracted now, I'm looking outside as people walk past, uh, Srivas, so the, the Panchatattva, and the Panchatattva is here in, in this world. And the Panchatattva is looking at Krishna uh, and, and his pastimes. But the Panchatattva is at the same time dealing with the material energy and dealing with the material situation. Uh, and that principle is, uh, is something very important. So the whole Yukta Vairagya concept, the concept of living in the material world and, ch and changing the purpose of things, uh, as Bhagavad Gita says, karmani vadikarasti mafali karma falahi tubur mati sanga, sanga and something. Um, the point is that not the fruits, not fruitive working, not working for our own uh, benefits, but for uh, yeah, working for a uh, sorry, again distracted. Working for the uh, for Krishna, yeah. So. The Chaitanya Charitamrita gives us many gifts. It gives us the three dhams, right? So these three dhams are really gateways, uh, gateways to the spiritual world. Although in Puri, the burning god is known as Swargadwar or gate to heaven. The reality is this Puri is not the gate to heaven. Puri is the gate to the spiritual world. Uh, it is the spiritual world. And by entering into Puri, we are in the spiritual world. And, and we can stay in the spiritual world through these dhams. So these dhams bring us there. Now, to what extent we can actually be there in the dham, that depends on our, our purity and our faith. But, if we, but even, even if we are not able to penetrate in the dham due to the fact that internally we have so many blocks still, we're getting purified in the Dham, and in this way, uh, the Dham acts like a gateway. Hmm. So Lord Chaitanya performed his pastimes in these three Dhams. Uh, although Dwarka is also one of the abodes of Krishna, and Krishna resided there, and certainly Dwarka is also a Dham, um, yet it is not the Dham that we meditate on. Um, 
daily in our Premadwani prayers. Uh, we are reciting Vrindavan Dham Ki Jai, Siddhamayapu Ki Jai, Sijaganat Puridava Ki Jai. There are three dabs where Lord Chaitanya performed his pastimes um, because there is our focus. Um, there is our focus. Dwarka is represented in Jagannath Puri, uh, but with a focus on Vrindavan, with a focus on separation from Vrindavan, uh, not with a focus on the opulence of Dwarka, but with a focus on the separation of Vrindavan. That is... That is Jagannath Puri. Mm. Yes, um, the gopis, uh, the gopis are now Sankirtan devotees. The gopis are now in this material world trying to reach out to as many as possible. So in this way, uh, although we have our times that we focus on Krishna, and hear about Krishna, and hear about Krishna's pastimes with the gopis, we have been given something else. We have been given the external mission of bringing others to Krishna consciousness, um, which can bring the greatest relief in the world of all the suffering uh, that exists here in the material world. So all that can be relieved now by the mercy, the mercy of, of Lord Chaitanya's movement. And so we can do something here. Uh, we, we don't, it is a fact that we cannot hear Krishna's flute. It is a fact that we cannot enter into Krishna's world. It is a fact that we cannot even perceive it and see it. The demigods, they could fly in their, in their planes and they could actually see. They could see the rasa dance. Uh, what can we see? Uh, not so much. Not so much that we can see. Hmm. Uh, some people start to post questions, but we'll look at it later, see if we get to it. Um, the Sankirtan movement, yes, is, is something that we can see now to bring others Krishna conscious. And one can do immediately, and one can engage in this to the extent that one is penetrated in Krishna consciousness. Once the faith is established that pure devotional service is, is the only activity in life, once the faith is established that pure devotional service uh, to Krishna is, is what it's all about, then we can just increase this pure devotional service anywhere and everywhere and engage others. And then uh, that is the most blissful activities. Anandi buddhi varadhanam pratipadam purnam ritasvadhanam sarvatmasnapanam param vijayate si krishna sankirtanam that is the bliss of transcendental knowledge. Uh, that is Sankirtan. It is bringing the greatest satisfaction when we actually know that we can do something to, to relieve others. It gives immediately an excitement and a taste that is very genuine. And that taste is required for us to overcome lust because otherwise lust is very strong and lust has so much got us in its grip. And to actually rise above this lust, that, uh, that feeling of giving mercy to others is, is the key. Uh, that is the life. Otherwise, if it's sadhana, just sadhana, oh, then... How long can we do this sadhana? How much taste do we have to do sadhana? But giving mercy to others, there is taste. And that taste is, is, um, is giving us a space. Um, the, um, yes, and this can overcome all differences in the world. This can... Uh, this can uh, 
eventually um, destroy all the uh, all the fear and all the all the envy uh, in the world. It is said that Swasti uh, Asya Visvasya Kala Prasidatam. So Swasti Asya Visvasya Kala Prasidatam. I should get the whole verse because I'm only remembering part of it. Uh, close to the Swasti as to oh gosh swasti as to there you go yeah swasti as to visvasya kala prasidatam jayanti butani shivan mito diya manas chabadram bajatatta dokshaje aveshatam nomati rapi ahaituki may there be good fortune throughout the universe and may all envious persons be pacified May all living beings become calm by practicing bhakti yoga, for by accepting devotional service they think they they will think of each other's welfare. Therefore, let us engage, let us all engage in the service of the Supreme Transcendence, Lord Sri Krishna, and always remain absorbed in thought of Him. Uh, this verse is is from the uh, uh, from Srimad Bhagavatam five eighteen uh, nine. And it is Prahlad Maharaj who is speaking this verse. And it's just a beautiful verse. And it's really, Prahlad is completely a Sankirtan devotee because Prahlad is interested in the welfare of all others. And that is Prahlad is saying, I, I have no, no interest in going back to Godhead. or I am not interested in my own benefit. I want to somehow or other uplift all these fools in this world. We're looking at the world and we see all the fools and we see how the fools are just inflicting so much pain upon themselves. And we know it because we've also done it and we have felt it and we have suffered. And now to see that others are still doing that and, and are not seeing it, you feel like, oh, can we wake them up? Oh, Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago, Guru Chanda Bodha, wake up, wake up, sleeping souls. You're sleeping in the lap of the witch Maya. Huh? Are you not seeing? Are you not seeing that you are like deers, deer in the, in the desert running after, after false water, false material enjoyment, which is not there? Don't you see? Don't you see that whatever material, what material enjoyment is there is the bait on the hook of suffering? Don't you see? Chasing after all these things that will become the cause of your suffering. Are we not seeing? Yes. No, you may not see. All right. But let us somehow or other take up this, this amazing activity of sharing transcendental knowledge, sharing transcendental mercy, expanding the flow of mercy. And, and, and when it works, oh yes, some prasadam, oh, a book, oh, whatever it is, if somehow or other we see that other people are changing and are actually taking up Krishna consciousness, then, uh, then there is a taste, then, there is a happiness. And that happiness, that bliss will nourish us. And that is the life of transcendental knowledge. Then we can chant Hare Krishna. Then we can uh, bow down. Then we can live this life within regulative principles. Otherwise, it is so narrow. Uh, how can we live with so many restrictions? Not this, not that. Uh, don't eat like this. Don't sleep like this. Don't sit like this. Don't speak like this. Don't live like this. You know, uh, we know the uh, Lord, Lord Zetland, when he met the devotees, he was the former viceroy of India, 
when he met the devotees in England, he just uh, wanted, he said, can I become a Brahmana? Yes. No meat, fish, or eggs, no gambling, no intoxication, no illicit sex, and uh, no intoxication. And then I was like, what? That's impossible. I may as well stop living. Eh? That's life. Hmm. And then the great devotees, the great devotees, they unlock the whole secret of the Chaitanya Charitamrita to us. They unlock Sankirtan. They unlock the depth. Uh, because one cannot just be part of a propaganda movement. And yes, we are preaching and preaching and preaching. Yes, but we need to also have the depth. We need to also understand what are we giving? What are we preaching? We have to. So it is at the same time we're going deep in our worship, deep in hearing about Krishna, discovering more and more and more and more connecting everything in service to Krishna. And as we connect more and more every aspect of our life in service with Krishna and spend all our times remembering Krishna, then we can turn around and give the mercy with greater force and greater potency. So this is our our business, turning to Krishna, worshipping Krishna, Bhajya Krishna, Bolo Krishna, Gore Krishna Sika. Worship Krishna and love Krishna, uh, chant the name of Krishna and teach, teach others about Krishna. Bhajya Krishna, Bolo Krishna, Gore Krishna Sika. So in this way, uh, in this way, it all goes on. Yes. So the Acharyas, they unlock the CC further um, because different devotees are, fly, are like birds flying on different levels in the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. So how much can we see? How much can, and then Lord Chaitanya shows his own internal depth and how he sees Krishna and how he remembers Krishna with like deep intensity and, and, and deep, uh, deep love. So we can also appreciate that. Um, Yeah. And the CC is, is all inclusive, right? It is open to all without caste, creed, race, anybody, anybody, regardless of where they come from, can be part of this movement. Um, of course, the movement is about pure devotional service and about pleasing Krishna. And, and therefore, <clears throat> there are principles and standards, but it's not that one who is not, fo not following any standards, that he is disconnected, that everyone is welcome, and everyone has to, in order to be welcome, start following the, the principles. No. It's not that the principles are in front. The regulative principles are, are behind in front is simply anybody can do some service. Anybody, anybody can chant. Anybody can, can just do, do any service, whatever they can do. Huh? When Prabhupada was in the YMCA, he was talking to one man. Prabhupada was early and he was, sit, he was supposed to give a lecture. And Prabhupada had a box with books and he's talking to this man. And he's saying, and he's a nice talk with the man. He's the first one. And then, as it, this, the, the hole fills up, and, this is, and then it's time for Prabhupada to go on stage. So Prabhupada goes to the stage, and it turns out that he's the speaker for the evening, and the box with books, he just keeps it with that man and says, Sir, can you just look after this box for me? Oh, yes, of course. And then later on, Prabhupada is on the stage, and after the lecture, he says, I also have some book. And then he says, Sir, that, those, that box that you're looking out for, can you please open it up and take some out one of the books. And the man holds up the books and Prabhupada begins to explain about the books and then that they are for sale. And he asks anybody, and please, you know, if you, uh, if you want to purchase one of the books, that would be very nice. So please approach this gentleman and then, you know, and sir, just please take the money and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take it from you later. And he just engages the man. The man doesn't know anything, but he's doing devotional service. Uh, 
Uh, Prabhupada just engaged him. And, and, you know, a nice man. And, and in this way, he just engaged him. Uh, the famous story about the Mayavadi who gave a box of brochures in some program in India somewhere. And, and Prabhupada received it nicely. And then one week later on a Sunday program, Prabhupada asked for the box with brochures. Do we still have that box that that, that, that man gave? Yes, yes. Some Mayavadi Swami advertising his Mayavad philosophy. Prabhupada said, please bring that box. And, he, and the box was brought out. And then Prabhupada just uh, asked, please give everyone a brochure. And the devotees thought, what are we getting now? Now everyone is getting a Mayavadi brochure. And then Prabhupada told, asked, did everyone get a brochure? He said, everyone said, yes. Prabhupada said, okay, put that in front of you on the floor. And it was a very nice brochure with high gloss and Prabhupada used it as plates to serve prasadam. And in this way, he engaged the gift of the Mayavadi. And in this way, the Mayavadi actually, his devotional service was, was expanded. His first devotional service, he gave the box, but Prabhupada even extended the service. And in this way, the man made more advancement unknowingly. And, and in this way, uh, surely, surely, he'll become a Vaishnava. So we can just see somehow or other to be part of that, to somehow or other connect people uh, to Krishna and to devotional service to Krishna, somehow or other, give them, engage them in some devotional service. And that is the most blissful activity. And that will bring us to, with bliss, to approach Krishna and to find out more about Vrindavan and uh, with great enthusiasm to learn about the residents of Vrindavan, their love for Krishna. And then when we are, are hearing there, then at one point we find the limits, the limits of our love. And then we reach the limits of our love in comparison to the unlimited love of the residents of Vrindavan. Then we turn around and again, turn to somehow or other the Sankirtan movement and just passing on the, the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. So this is the most amazing. This is the most wonderful. This is, uh, is the unique contribution of the CC, that it is in this world. It is a contemporary thing, and it is about just in the contemporary world doing uh, doing uh, doing sankirtan engaging in public glorification of the of, of krishna either by speaking about krishna or by serving krishna and uh, and especially serving krishna is initially very easy for people uh, i mean when it comes to uh, you know a bro a broken lawnmower, maybe the neighbor who knows something about lawnmowers doesn't mind to, to uh, have a look, uh, you know, sorry, sir, would you mind? I mean, just have a look at me, at it and tell me, maybe you could tell me, maybe you know what's wrong. I said, all right, I have a look. Yeah. Yes, because, you know, I know about lawnmowers, actually, you know, you've seen him fix his own lawnmower, you know, so you know he knows about lawnmowers. All right. Then you ask him about the lawnmower. And it's then the lawnmower that connects him with Krishna. Oh, lawnmower, lawnmower. And we speak about lawnmower. And it's just through the lawnmower, the service to Krishna begins. Agyata Sukriti, unknown devotional service. Oh, yes. Mm. Just like... I have a story, um, and that is this. Amsterdam is, is an old European city, uh, and, and uh, the houses are small and narrow. Many streets are narrow and this and that. And, uh, you know, most people don't have a garden. Some people have a little piece of flat roof, but many people don't. Therefore, in Amsterdam, it is a common practice 
to sit on the street. And some people just put the furniture outside and just go sit on the stoop. Not the street where the cars drive, but the sidewalk. They just go sit on the sidewalk. So they sit on the sidewalk and and just put some uh, some furniture. So like that, there's a small temple in Amsterdam and I was staying there for a little while. And, uh, and then the same thing on a summer day, we had some furniture outside and we're all sitting there. So as is customary practice in Hare Krishna temple, in the evening they serve some hot milk, right? So, they were just bringing out a bucket of hot milk. And just near the entrance, there was a reception counter and they put a bucket with the hot milk, stainless steel bucket with hot milk on the, on the reception counter. And the person and devotee who brought it there calls out to all of us who's sitting outside in the street, is there anyone who wants some hot milk? And there was a lady who was just walking by with a dog. And she said, yes, I'll take some spontaneously, right? And she walked into the temple with her dog. Immediately, the devotees started barking, wow, dog, dog, out, out, wow. So the lady was a bit shocked. Suddenly, these nice people start barking at her dog. But I calmed her down and said, no, 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 please don't take this very serious. The thing is, is that in temples, right, traditionally, dogs are not allowed, that's all said, but it's, it doesn't matter, because we're anyway all sitting outside in the stoop. Please, have a seat, and we'll drink our milk. So she agreed. And then we're talking a little bit, and she's telling me that she was uh, organizing an art exhibition of all natural materials. So I, uh, I told her, oh, that's very interesting. I said, you know, I've lived in India for a long time. And in India, the village people, they decorate their, their houses with a combination of cow dung and clay. And it sort of like becomes a mud. And then they make, uh, make different, uh, different decorations with that on the, on the walls of their, uh, of their houses. It can be very beautiful. So she said, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Huh? Wow. Can you do something like that for my exhibition? I said, yeah, why not? We can try. You know, we can try and, and do something. That will be our pleasure. So we're sipping some of the milk and we're talking a bit more. And then, uh, you know, and then, I'm saying to the lady uh, that to try and turn it a little bit to uh, towards spiritual uh, life. Uh, I say, yes, are you also uh, practicing something spiritual, you know, like, like uh, meditation or something? And she said, oh, yes, yes, I meditate. When I walk with my dog, I stare in the water. Oh. I said, oh, oh. That's very nice. I said, I also used to have a dog and the name of the dog was Krishna. And it's a long story. So, and the name of the dog was Krishna. That was the name of the dog. And uh, so in this way, uh, we were now talking about dogs and, and also about Krishna. So to somehow or other connect, somehow or other connect, connect people with Christian devotional service. And that means to connect with people. So let us somehow or other connect with people where they are. And like I said before, the regulative principles are not required. Uh, first, engage people. Somehow or other engage. That is what the Sankirtan devotee is doing, engage. Then Transcendental knowledge follows. And ultimately, if we want to advance in devotional service and come to pure devotional service, then we have to take up the regulated process of devotional service and accept more regulation and so on. Uh, then we rise early in the morning. 
on what we first thought was an ungodly hour. Uh, now it turns out to be the godly hour, four in the morning, and so on. Then we chant Hare Krishna, then we adjust our diet, then we adjust our whole lifestyle by rules and regulations. But that comes later. That comes later. First, just somehow or other connect. So the Sangatan devotees become very expert in connecting with people uh, by actually taking a personal interest in, in what is people's interests. What is their interest? And take genuine interest in it, whatever it is. And in this way, make a relationship. And, and once that relationship is there, yes, then Krishna will also come in the picture, uh, step by step, gradually. How nice is this Sangita movement and how satisfying is it to be an instrument of the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. And this, this is, is the wonderful thing of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, that it offers us this Sankirtan process, this very practical process in this world to glorify Krishna and to engage other people in devotional service. And that is our business, our life and soul. And with that, I thank you very, very, very much. Hare Krishna. Param Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam Ki Jai. Now I'll look very quickly at what you're saying, Hare Krishna Dhanavan. Does Vrindavan not have the same opulence as Dwarka in terms of aspects like architecture and so on? Oh, the spiritual Vrindavan is, is opulent. Uh, but Dwarka is different. Dwarka is a place with palaces. Um, the palaces are there to house the queens. But in Vrindavan, uh, in Vrindavan, Vrindavan is a place of temples. Uh, the residents of Vrindavan, they're more simple. They're coward men and coward women. They live in the village. They don't live in such an opulent city. But the opulent buildings are the temples. Oh, yes, temples are very opulent. Uh, and of course, there are ample of gold and jewels and natural wealth is there. Yeah? But still, the village of Vindavan is in one sense uh, more simple in its, uh, although there's beautiful architecture, there is the uh, Aishwarya Kadambini. And in the Aishwarya Kadambini, there are very nice descriptions of the opulence of, uh, of, of Nanda Maharaj's palace. And uh, we can just have a quick look at it. Uh, one second. Uh, so, Aishwarya. There it is. Okay, open up. Yes. <clears throat> so, Aishwarya Kadambini, uh, or the uh, Aishwarya means opulence. Uh, so, we're reading about the opulence. I offer my respectful obeisances to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whose form is like a blue lotus flower, who wears golden ornaments, who possesses a multitude of eternal transcendental qualities and opulences, and who bears the name of Sri Krishna. Appearing in this world while with Srila Sanatan Goswami, Srila Rupa Goswami, and bringing great tidal waves to the ocean of transcendental bliss, made a wonderful and splendid rising moon of Sri Chaitanya dispel the darkness within our hearts. This Aishwarya Kandambini is from... Uh, uh, um, Lord Vishnu's very wonderful realm is named Paravyoma, spiritual sky. It is like a great city of regal palaces and is filled with most exalted transcendental knowledge and it shines far beyond the darkness of matter. In this spiritual world, Lord Krishna appears as Narayan, Vasudeva and his other Chaturvyu expansions 
and as Lord Nisringadev in the other Leela expansions. In these forms, he explains his transcendental opulences and enjoys pastime with his devotee. Appearing in many blissful transcendental forms, endowed with a host of transcendental opulences, and accompanied by many friends, were all goddesses like her, the Supreme Goddess Lakshmi, eternally worship her husband Narayan. Above the Paravyoma are the realms of Dwarka, Mathura, and Vraja. In these places, Lord Krishna and the son of Devaki enjoys transcendental pastimes with his friends and relatives. In Mathura, in the opulent city of Dwarka, Satyaki, Uddhava, and many others worship the Lord, and many goddesses of fortune, headed by Srimati Rukmuni, worship their husband, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. <laughs> so that is all. I'm just beginning to look now where, because I can't read the whole book. So he speaks about the expansions and then he speaks about Vasudev. And now we're going to hear about Nanda. Nanda was the king of Rajabhumi and a great devotee of Lord Narayan, the husband of the goddess of fortune, surrounded by many affectionate friends and counselors. He lived in a beautiful and opulent palace that resounded with wonderful mel melodious instrumental music. He was the fabulously wealthy master of an unlimited herd of cows and bulls and the possessor of many chariots and other vehicles. Because he was both a learned scholar in all Vedic literatures and a strict follower of religious principles, he was respected by all. Now, if you compare it to the Pandavas, the Pandavas, they lived in Hastinapur. They had a city of elephants. And Nanda Maharaj had, had many cows and bulls. Um, so here's Nanda Maharaj's kingdom. His kingdom was the mother of many rivers, which bestowed abundant charity in the form of water. The Kalpavriksha trees and Surabi cows in his kingdom eternally showered the fulfillment of all desires. In his kingdom, there was a hill named Govardhan. Go means cow, and Vardhana means increases. The hill was very appropriately named, for it applied, for it, for it amply nourished all the Surabi cows by providing fresh grass for the cows to eat. Decorated with many jewels, swiftly moving streams, caves that appeared to be palaces and nice fruits and flowers, this hill earnestly served Nanda Maharaj. Nanda Maharaj's large capital, full of many beautiful palaces and decorated with large regal gates, was splendidly manifested in the forest of Mahavan. In that city, Lord Vishnu, who is full of auspicious transcendental qualities, who never takes birth and who rescues his devotees from the cycle of birth and death, was born in this world. Nearby was King Visabhanu's splendid palace, where by Queen Radhika, the beloved companion of Lord Krishna, the moon of Raja, appeared in this world. Charming Nanda Iswara Hill, bore an abundance of fruits and flowers. Near its summit, which was studded with jewels, stood the gate, the great city of the king of Raja. In Nanamaraja's capital were many beautiful gardens, wells, ponds, marketplaces, and palaces studded with wonderful jewels. In Nanamaraja's capital were many beautiful residences for Surabi cows and many large gates studded with jewels and protected by the king's soldiers decked in golden ornaments. These opulence enchanted everyone's heart. In the middle of that city was Nanda Maharaj's splendid palace made of lazuli, precious coral emeralds, and many other jewels, constructed with many large pillars, elegant windows and lattices, a, a beautiful roof, rooftop apartments, and many glistening flags. Although expertly constructed with many playful and amazing tricks, the assembly halls of Maharaj Nanda, who was worshipped by everyone, but beyond the touch of the illusory potency Maya, they were the residents of the goddess of fortune. They were admired by the best of architects. Anyway, so you, you get an idea. Yeah, it sounds very opulent indeed. You know, the garden wall had a waterfall on it. And there was running water through bamboo pipes in the houses of all the residents of Vrindavan. So there's opulence, but still it's not the same as the royal mood of Dwarka. It is like... Uh, uh, they, Krishna lives in a palace, after all. Uh, he is the uh, 
Nandamaraj is the king of Vrindavan, of the cowherds, but he's a cowherd, and his wealth is cows and and uh, and land and uh, and ultimately the real land, the real wealth, right, is the forest of Vrindavan, and all that opulence and formality which exists in the royal court that doesn't exist in this in the simple cowherd community huh? and otherwise the cowherd men and women are not uh, not so rich but Nandamaraj has a palace because we see for example that the in-laws of Srimata Radharani uh, Jyotila is always eager to increase her wealth and when Yasoda is pleased with her daughter-in-law or with, with Jyotila's daughter-in-law for cooking, then, uh, and Yasoda sends like gifts, oh, then Jyotila is very happy. Oh, just see, oh, so much, so many jewels and gold and gifts. Oh, how nice, oh, wonderful, yes. So in this way, there's a distinction. Um, the essence of Vrindavan is completely constant glorification and constant service uh, to Krishna. And that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. Whereas Dwarka, it is always mixed with, uh, there's always a distance in relation to Krishna due to protocol and, and, uh, and external and awe and reverence. But Vrindavan, there's opulence but not all that awe and reverence. And the forest is very natural. So the natural opulence of the forest is in the foreground because that is the playground for Krishna and the cows and the calves. Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Hare Krishna.